Good evening and welcome to The Chat here on News Talk 94.1. I am your host, Michael Detweiler, and today my guest is Senator Bill Haggerty's field representative for the Upper Cumberland, Tanner Cox. Tanner, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. Great to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for agreeing to do to do this. Tanner and I have gotten to know each other over the last year plus, and uh, we've just had a blast together, so... Um, it's an old field rep, uh, being able to talk to a new, younger, improved version of a field, field representative. <laughs> I don't so, know. I don't know if I would say that we're still learning. So. I hear you. I think it's a learning process every single day in that, in that job. Cause you think about all the varied things that'll come across your desk, come across the email, the telephone calls. It'll come, that'll, it'll come up. There's. Uh, there's never a dull a dull day. There's not, especially with with everything that's happened so far here in 2021. We yes, get to get a great opportunity to show up every day with something new and absolutely, and work hard, so. absolutely, and and working for the people. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It, it just that um, uh, you're the boots on the ground for the senator's office, and 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 that's a big deal. So. Yes, sir, we you know we got a 14 county district here in the Upper Cumberland. We're That's blessed great. that Senator Haggerty chose to put an office specifically for yes. for this region. I yes. think it shows how much this region is growing and how important it's become it is. Uh, it in is. Tennessee today. And we're also blessed to have Bonnie Warren working yes. casework for us. You know yes. Bonnie well, very so. well. Spent eight years in an office with Congressman Black. Uh, with uh, Bonnie, uh, talk about a world-class individual. That is a great hire for She you is, all. and she's been helping our casework across the state, not just here in the Upper yeah. Cumberland. So yeah. it's great she, to have her up here and lets me focus on getting out and meeting with people sure. and seeing what's going on in the Upper Cumberland. So. And things you find out when you're out doing field work turn into casework, and you can pass them off to Bonnie, and it's in great hands. It is. You know, Bonnie is. leaves no stone un unturned so i'm probably going to have to hassle her about being on the chat as well so that'd be great um so tell us about tanner where was tanner born where did tanner grow up where'd tanner go to school answer all those questions so i was actually born uh in washington county tennessee oh east tennessee yeah yes sir sir. that's where uh some of my some of my words and my accent are from i hear you it's a little more Appalachian over there than it here. is. Um, but grew up on a small little farm over there. Nothing fancy. I uh, had a great view of the mountains, though. And nice. that's something that, that I'll always remember about that place. Um, but spent a lot of summers uh, in Fentress County, though. That's okay. where all my mom's family's from. And yes. so we actually moved back to Fentress County when I was about 12 years old. Okay. Um, and so when people ask me where I'm from, it's Fentress County. Fentress County. County. Yes, sir. So Washington County, what's the what's the town, the county seat up in that area? So Jonesboro, the Jonesboro. city oh, yeah. in yeah. Tennessee. Very historical. Yeah. Wow. Be- beautiful little town. Too, yes, it so. is. Yes, it is. I have been there. Great area. So so you're 12 years old. Uh, family picks up and moves over to Fentress County. Um, was it? culture shock or anything or no, was it not about, really about the same as being in washington county it was a little different smaller of course sure. uh, schools smaller but but the community there is wonderful and people really care about each other that's yeah. kind of the part that 
stuck out for me the most about Fentress County, um, and it was it was a great place to to spend those years. That's awesome. So I have to ask this question: York or Clark Range? York, York. 100%. You went to yeah. York. Okay, yeah. good. It's like you know, it's like asking people from Michigan, Michigan or Michigan State. I, know, I, I know. mean, boy, there are some you know. People get fired up about that. So you're a York guy. York Dragon all the time. All right. All right. That's awesome. Um, So uh, growing up in Fentress County, um, did did you have, as you were, you know, going through classes at York, did you kind of have any thoughts on, you know, well, what am I going to do in the future? So really, uh, I had no idea when I was growing up really what I wanted to do. Yeah. I always did well in school, had had a good mom who taught me well about that kind of stuff, um, but really didn't get an inkling to go into politics until uh, we started floating the idea of a young Republican club, junior, sure. senior, high school, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Williams kind of helped us there, and then Kelly Keesling, kind of yes. great state representative sure. from Fentress, Pickett, Scott, Macon Counties, kind of mm-hmm. scooped me up and... Uh, he actually took me to the Reagan Day dinner or the Statesman's dinner where mm-hmm. uh, Vice President Mike Pence spoke. Oh yeah, and that's really what pegged my interest uh, into great. politics. And so from that point on, it was kind of, uh, kind of you knew, yes, sir, you knew. Yeah, you just said, hey, this is something I got to do for sure. I think when it gets in your blood, you 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 have to go do it and what i like about what you do today is that you represent everybody it doesn't matter who they voted for who they supported you know your your boss the senator he represents everybody and you do as well and casework casework has no political lines you're helping somebody out who lives in your district which happens to be the entire state even though you're responsible for the upper cumberland but i mean there's there's no d r or i next to casework it's somebody that's got a problem that needs help and that's what you all are doing and that's i I really love that and was an eye-opener for me as a field rep that hey we represent everybody plain and simple whether they like us or not for sure and so um you're listening to Tanner Cox. He is my guest today on the chat. Uh, Tanner is the local field representative right here in Cookville in the Upper Cumberland, covering the Upper Cumberland. So he's got the 14-county re- region, and I won't put him on the spot to ask him every county because that wouldn't be fair to him. But, you know, it's basically uh, Warren County and in the south going all the way up to the kentucky state line and it basically goes from smith county in the west over towards nashville all the way out to cumberland county right yep you're exactly spot on with that and so do you have any counties in the eastern time zone no so it stops at cumberland county that's cumberland great. adventurous are I guess yeah. the most eastward counties, that's and that's right. where the, the time zone switches. So that's great. I can keep my watch set on one time. So. What a blessing that is. I agree. Because it can be a real challenge of uh, having counties to represent in the eastern time zone. So in our next segment, we will continue with uh, Senator Bill Haggerty's field rep, Tanner Cox, here on the chat on 94.1 
News Talk. Welcome back to the chat here on News Talk 94.1. My guest today is Tanner Cox. He is the field representative for Senator Bill Haggerty. He's located here in the Upper Cumberland and covers 14 counties in the region. And Tanner, when we went to break, we were talking about um, what got you in- interested in politics. And you shared the story about Kelly Keeslin, the, the, the fantastic representative up in the northern section of the Upper Cumberland, and how he took you to the um, Reagan dinner in Nashville, and you got to see the vice president speak. So as you were in college, uh, what year was that? Was that 2016? Yeah, so 2016 is when I started attending Tennessee Tech, and right. obviously that was the first year of sure. the presidential election 2016. So you got a lot of opportunities to I do. I did. Uh, so got involved with college Republicans there, and we did quite a bit on campus as far as you know what we could. This is a very Trump-heavy area, so it's yeah. not like we had a lot of work to do. Sure. But, um but it was definitely a unique opportunity to kind of start getting interested in politics sure. with the 2016 election happening, considering how polarizing it was, of right. course. And yeah, the difference was, was he going to get 75% or 80% of yeah, the vote in, sure. the, in the Upper Cumberland? For sure. So, um, so then you got to uh, do volunteer work, like on campaigns and things like that? So campaign uh, volunteer work uh, wasn't really a big part sure. during that election, per se, because college Republicans at Tennessee Tech at that time weren't very prominent. Uh, sure. But it was a unique opportunity for Elizabeth Webb and I to kind of build that up um, and that's use great. that. Because that's when people were interested in politics, mm-hmm. was when President Trump kind of came sure. into office because he it was brought a, a bo- yeah figure. well he was he he is and it and it brought a lot of people on board who normally wouldn't have gotten involved for sure you know they just sit on the sidelines they don't care about it but then somebody comes along that really draws their interest and they and they get involved for sure and you saw that we had a victory party i guess uh, on the night of the election yes and it was sponsored by student government so anybody could come of course it was a victory party for the college republicans not for the college democrats sure but the support that was there that night for president trump even on a college campus was was truly awesome yes absolutely so then uh you got involved in congressman john rose's operation as well yes sir so that that's actually a pretty good story on its own so i was working as a orientation assistant at tennessee tech at the time during the summer and Mm -hmm. one day i was walking and i looked over and saw a little red-headed baby on the yes. side of the sidewalk and i was like that that looks like a baby i recognize that's right and so i was standing there and chelsea rose walked up and i was like oh that's guy rose that's yeah. why i recognize yeah him. uh so i spoke to chelsea and joined the the congressman rose campaign in summer of 18 and that turned out to be just a tremendous opportunity for Absolutely. me and to enjoy getting to work for Congressman Rose when he took office for the first time in 2018. That's great. It's um, when you work on a campaign, it's so different than when you all of a sudden end up on the official side, you know, it um, because, again, you're no longer campaigning. It's a um, your uh, position now is a people job, basically. It is. um, It's uh, a. it, it takes a lot of uh, skills because sometimes you're delivering news to people that isn't good news. Mm-hmm. And so it, it takes communication skills to be able to gently 
you know, break break that news. So, um, so you're with Con- Congressman Rose. Um, how did this lead into ending up on Senator Haggerty's campaign? So uh, a lot of the same people that worked on Congressman Rose's campaign worked on Senator Haggerty's campaign also. Uh, Braden Stover was yes. the campaign manager at the time for Congressman Rose. Uh, it taught me a lot during that and gave me an opportunity to kind of to have Cookville as a as a regional source, I guess, for the Rose campaign yes. uh, and kind of build that up. And so when Senator Haggerty, uh, when I was told he was running, that's mm-hmm. absolutely an opportunity yes. that I jumped on. Yes. Um, and that was my first full-time role. Uh, graduated from Tennessee Tech with a political science degree. That's great. And was able to, to get on that campaign, and obviously we're here now. So. Yes, and that was a brutal uh, primary. It was. A lot and of words traded back and forth. Primaries are, are always tougher to work because, you know, you never want to fight against fellow Republicans. Well, you don't. That's uh, uh, violating Reagan's 11th commandment, thou shalt not speak ill of fellow Republicans. Mm-hmm. And it... Uh, Unfortunately, some on our side need to hear that, those words, over and over and over again. For sure. And I guess the, the two biggest campaigns I've, I've worked on have been fairly contested primaries with mm-hmm. Congressman Rose's first yes. bid into office and Senator Haggerty's yes. uh, bid also. Yeah. And it's, um, it's tough because sometimes it's hard to forget those words that somebody says. You know, we had... When I worked for Congressman Black, we had contested primaries every single time. Now, some candidates were A-listers, and some candidates weren't. And by that, you know, for those of you listening, an A-lister is a candidate who is a strong candidate who's well-funded and who's well-liked. Most of the time, um, we didn't have those when I worked for Congressman Black. Um, And unfortunately, as a... Um, official staffer, I couldn't get involved on the election side, which, you know, stinks. You still had people calling your office and talking to you about it, and you just had to remind them, hey, I work on the official side, and there's a campaign side, and I'm happy to give you contact, but mm-hmm. but I'm not it. You, you know, yeah. people would call and want a yard sign or a, you know, a bumper sticker or whatever. And I'm like, I can't help you with that. I can give you a contact of somebody that can help you with that. That's as far as it goes. And so, um, so you end up working the campaign. Senator Haggerty was overwhelmingly successful in the general election. Yeah, he was. And you know, that, that campaign was a great opportunity. So after the primary, I, uh, Went over and started, uh, was the campaign manager for Congressman Rose for the general election. For the general. Uh, which was a great opportunity also. Sure. Had to get to touch other aspects of a campaign, like campaign finance and stuff. That Absolutely. I hadn't really got to deal with in the past, so that was a great opportunity. But after a hard Helps fought. Helps build the resume. It does, too. it does, yeah. it does. But it was a hard fought primary. You know, we came out on top. Sure. And I, I learned a lot from that. Um, and it was it was a lot of hard work and doors knocked put into that. So. And those days uh, seem like they last forever. They you, do. You they know do. when you're in a primary. We had a we had a great team up here in Cookville though for Senator yes, Haggerty's absolutely. primary with a lot of good young men and women absolutely. from Tech. So we we built a strong team and that definitely showed. Come, yeah. come the August primary. It so. did. It did. I was so thrilled as the early vote numbers were coming out. It was like. Ooh, yeah, we've done well. Yes, sir. We've yes, done sir. well. Uh, you're listening 
to Tanner Cox. He's my guest today here on the chat. Tanner is the local field representative for Senator Bill Haggerty. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on the chat on News Talk 94.1. Welcome back to the chat here on News Talk 94.1. My guest today is Tanner Cox. He's the field representative for Senator Bill Haggerty. And so when we were uh, going to the break, we were talking about uh, different things uh, related to his job and the uh, challenges that it could be and campaigns and everything else. So uh, you guys have been elected. Now you're in office. Um, uh, We had a recent vote on uh, some legislation regarding stimulus uh how did your how did your boss vote on that yeah so uh, senator haggerty voted no on that bill for for a couple of reasons obviously getting help to the american people is a is a huge issue and that's not what this vote was about right um this vote was presented with less than 10 percent of the funds going towards actual covid relief yes uh and this bill was was also just jammed through the Senate very quickly. Yes, sir. Uh, Senator Haggerty actually offered an amendment to bring this back to committee to give it time to be studied and to be uh, to be looked through properly. Sure. But sure. that was shot down. And, of yeah. course, the bill was eventually passed on a completely partisan basis on what yes. should have been a bipartisan vote. I noticed one of the senators had uh, made a motion where the entire legislation had to be read. That was awesome. It was. Yeah. But now, it took 10 hours, yeah, obviously. But, but that tells you, I mean, seriously, how do we know what, what are in these what, things? What could be jammed into a bill that's 600 pages and takes right. 10 hours to read? Right. And if you won't even allow time for that to be studied properly, then, right. you know, that's that's malpractice. It should be 50 pages at the most dealing with COVID, mm-hmm. not high-speed exactly. rail in the Silicon Valley. Exactly. In California. And I just think that's, I don't think it's necessary. And stuff like that, that doesn't benefit Tennesseans. That doesn't benefit people in rural communities. Obviously, the, the stimulus checks will be a help, but, sure. but this bill could have been so much more and on a bipartisan basis also. Could have been. Is there any legislation the senator's working on to introduce? So I think that, that one of the most important things considering the 2020 election was him and Senator Marco Rubio from Florida introduced a bill last week called the Protect Electoral College Act. Okay. And so essentially what that is, is it's a response to in 2020 when the CARES Act was passed that sent over $400 million in funds to states for election voting programs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that money went to states where some potential voter fraud in the 2020 election happened. And so the federal government should not be sending funds to states to be used that will negatively impact election security. Right. And so essentially what this bill does is it ratifies, hey, the Electoral College works. It's what we should use. It's what's in the Constitution. And also the federal government should not be meddling in states' voting laws that's right because again in the constitution it gives that power back to the states to conduct elections it does and specifically state legislatures that's right it does um it's um it's stunning to me that for instance um you have to present 
your license to buy certain items, you know, your driver's license. However, when you go walk into a voting precinct, um, you don't have to offer proof of who you are in a lot of places. Not to say in Tennessee. Tennessee's different. That makes no sense to me. And I don't necessarily, I mean, obviously, if you don't want to comment on that, that's fine. But but it just, to me, it's just frustrating that yeah, that, that, I that mean, happens. I think voter ID laws are, you know, should definitely be in place. Like Absolutely. Exactly what you said. I recently, a while last year, took the law school entrance exam, and you had to to produce three forms of ID to even attempt to take that test. And wow. if I can not take that test with three forms of ID, but I can go vote without an ID, yes. something's wrong. Obviously not here in Tennessee, but, you know, let's take another state. Um, what would what would prevent myself from, because I'm a junior, my dad's the senior, okay, what would prevent me from going in and voting on his behalf? Let's say he's sick. Let's say he and I disagree on issues, but I know he's not going to get out and vote because he, he can't get out of the house or whatever. But in those states, what would prevent me from walking in and doing that sort of thing? Nothing, right? Nothing, yeah, correct. And so I just I don't buy for a second, and you guys can hit me up on social media. Feel free to, but I don't buy for a second that shenanigans are not going on because they are. And 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 the um, the other side has introduced legislation that um, will enable more shenanigans to go on with voting and and i just think that they're going about it in the wrong way they're trying to use the congress to build their coalition even larger by legalizing voting in an illegal manner yeah you're you're spot on with that so again i again i you know i don't want you to have to get involved in 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 throwing out an opinion on that on on that sort of thing, but that can be my opinion. Um, so in the remaining two minutes that we have left on the air, Tanner, uh, I just, again, want to thank, thank you for being here today. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share regarding, you know, your your work? Uh, how's the office coming along? So uh, like anything in the federal government, it's taking a little longer than expected. Um, so... Tell so, people where the office is going to so be. So the office is going to be located downtown Cookville on the third floor of the federal building there uh, okay. where the post office is. That's how most people know it. Yes, across from the Cookville Performing Arts Center. Correct. In yes. the old days, we called that building Stars and Bars. <laughs> the stars were for the uh, people who performed on stage. The bars were for when, you know, there's a police department down mm -hmm. there, which, thank goodness, the city is replacing. Yes. Um, but, but, but the bars were for the people they held in a makeshift jail there as well. So okay. that's, so that's, that's what the old, the old name used to be. That's good. But uh, so there's actually, most people don't know, there's a beautiful federal courtroom yes, on there the second is. floor of that building. And so we're excited to be moving into the third floor, and it will be sometime in the summer. That's so. great. And y'all are on the corner there. Yeah, that looks we are. down 
uh, Broad Street. Correct. That's great. I've actually been in that building in the past. So my guest today here on the chat has been none other than Tanner Cox, the local field representative for Senator Bill Haggerty. Thank you for joining us here on the chat on News Talk 94.1.